0: This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Why do leaders need self reflection? How do they deal with fear? Is fear important? How do leaders build that decision making muscle? Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika. Our guest today is Mr. Vishwas Parchure, who is the founder and chief facilitator at the Experiential Institute. He's designed and developed experiential education programs and trained senior corporate leaders and teachers alike. With over 12 years of corporate experience and over three decades of experience in the field of education, Vishwas brings to his facilitation a variety of experience from sales and marketing, teaching, training, peace-building in communities, and outdoors and adventure. Mind you, he's a wilderness explorer, a corporate trainer and facilitator. He's worked with corporate clients like IBM, Honeywell, Ernst & Young, ICICI, and dealt with clients across India, Peru, Costa Rica, and Sri Lanka. The expeditions of the body and mind find common practices in his methodology. And we could be happier. Thank you so much for being on the show, Vishwans. My job. You know, fear is a concept that we seldom talk about when we talk about leadership. Why do you talk about fear when it comes to talking about leadership?
1: Sometimes I think the uh, the word leadership... um... Uh, It's like you're supposed to be somewhere, you're supposed to be someone, you're supposed to be something in an organization. And um, all of us on this planet are doing important things. So when you say leadership, for me, leadership is really every one of us. Uh, We're leaders at home, we're leaders in the community, we're leaders uh, in organizations, we're leaders in situations. I don't see leadership as the front position. I just see it as uh, uh, a rotating position. Sometimes you're in front, sometimes you're at the back. But at all times, we have influence. Right. So uh, for me, leadership is the ability to influence. And for me, influence is not influencing somebody else. It's creating creating a space of being who you are and something about um, that position creates what I'd like to call a low pressure area and invites people into that space. So for me, influence is not a push, it's a pull.
0: You know, um, there is an interesting uh, thought process that uh, one of our guests had given us and that was about leaders have an aura like like you said it's more pull than push what's the pull
1: you said it it's the aura and uh, and here's the thing why are we saying that only leaders have aura don't followers have aura in all places in all positions there are people who uh, who on that hierarchical structure that society seems to create uh, have no position but they have aura yeah. and they have will and they have influence
0: why do you talk about fear?
1: because everybody has it very few of us know what to do with it over time we've been taught to hide it and we be, and we learn to transfer it and most of the time without knowing
0: Is it important to embrace it or is it necessary to fight it?
1: Why would you even want to embrace fear? Okay, here's the thing. Do we know? Do you think we know what embracing fear is?
0: Accepting it, making it your own.
1: Here's what I've found that our biggest fear is accepting that we are afraid. The world has told us constantly that. Uh, don't be afraid, and he's told us some really meaningless BS called face it, accept it, fight it, overcome it. I don't think that's possible. What do you do with it then? Ah, so uh, I think uh, so. I don't have an answer, but I can tell you what I'm discovering. I'm I'm finding that. Um, Naming my fear is step number one. Okay. And it's it's a really scary process. If I tell you that here's the escalator, right? And you've got your highest, biggest fears on top. And what's the most primary fear? A fear of accepting that I'm afraid is probably at the bottom that first step, and once I can take that step and say I am afraid, then I can ask my question myself: the question, what am I afraid of? And then you put something down, and there's huge resistance from inside, saying, "How can I say I'm afraid of this?" But hey, hold on! I don't need to know your fears. You just tell, you just talk to yourself. Tell yourself, find out what's your, what, what are some other fears? Yeah, and start putting them uh imagine post-its okay you're putting them all over and then you keep looking at them and then you say oh my biggest fear is uh failing in an exam okay great you put it on top and then you say i have a fear of of uh, being rejected and then you look at these uh two fears and you say which one is greater and then you begin to move those post-its around yeah and each step right and when I did this uh activity with a group, you should have seen the number of post-its that were on that sheet. And like, wow. And I didn't read them. For me, the only indicator was the uh, was the population, the number of post-its, the number of things that we are all afraid of. And in any conversation, so uh, let's look at. Leadership teams or teams having a conversation. Yeah. That collection of post-its walks into the room with everyone. Each person has walked into that room to have that meeting that may involve decision making with that collection of post-its that those all those fears are walking in with them. I cannot think of a scenario in which even if you put a waste bin outside and said drop your fears here which one will you drop what choices will you make and how do you know they're not connected yeah thing is they all are and they and all of them invariably are survival based yeah instagram is fear reincarnate? Why are people pouting? Why am I putting a selfie onto that space? What is my re- I'm giving you an example? They may not all be true. Please understand this. I'm not I'm not labeling Instagram, but all I'm essentially saying is if you look at what's on Instagram, acknowledgement, acceptance. And then you get it, right? Yeah. And you get that and you get a lot more. And then you put more and more and more and then you're no more just putting up stuff. You're beginning to look at likes and dislikes. And here's so here's a question. What am I afraid of? Being accepted I assume. That's it. And that is it's one of our biggest fears. Mm. And these words of feedback, appreciation, reward, all that comes from the same place. The wanting of it comes from the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And the giving, here's the funny thing. The giving of it comes from a desire to control. Mm.
0: Uh, here's an interesting thing. So one of the conversations I had and we were talking about leadership and I was like, uh, one of the important things about leadership or about, you know, managing people or being around people and building teams is relinquishing control. Whereas we think of it as taking control. Interesting concept that you talk about uh, in your programs as well. And that's about having a risk plan. What's a risk plan, Vishwas?
1: Okay, let me put it this way risk exists. Hmm. And that's another thing I'm afraid of. Uncertainty exists. I'm afraid of it. The truth is, there's nothing that's certain, not even the outcome of this conversation. Yeah. Uncertainty, risk, change, struggle. We think about these a hell of a lot. Yeah. And we keep thinking about them. What we are doing is not just thinking more and more. We are allowing the fear associated with each one of these to grow. Mm. A word people use is procrastination. Yeah. And then people say, hey, decision making, fast decision making, fear driven. I'm not saying that you need to make a fast decision. All I'm saying is that we think a hell of a lot and a lot of that thinking associated with fear.
0: When you talk about decision making, Vishwas, what is it about decision making that we get wrong? Because there are multiple decisions you're making on a daily basis.
1: Right. And I think what we don't get is that we will never there is no such thing as a right or a wrong decision. We make decisions full stop. We make decisions uh, on that day based on what we know, what we've heard, what we've seen, what we've experienced, and the associations we make on that day. Yeah. And here's the thing, I make uh, if I make a decision based on what I know and understand and see and experience and my history and all that comes into play, right, in decision making, tomorrow is another day. And we want to make decisions today based on an outcome that we want tomorrow, uncertainty, risk, struggle, and change all play their role in this. And decision making by and large also invites the play of fear. You know why? Because you don't want to get it wrong.
0: Talk to us about self-reflection, Vishwas.
1: Some years ago, I'm I'm, I'm going to connect it to a concept that emerged as a result of a question that somebody threw at me. They said, we want you to do this workshop on professionalism. Hmm. And uh, the standard definition is the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you dress, all etiquette, all that stuff. Hmm. But he was talking about a completely different thing. He said, here's a bunch of educators who are going to be working with children and they need to present themselves professionally. Yeah. So I started playing with it. And I did a word web, and that word web grew over a period of a week. And suddenly I began to see that they fell into three buckets. And the buckets were essentially these that when I walk into that space as an educator, I have a history, I have an upbringing, I have my biases and prejudices, I have uh, my fears, I have, I, there's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And the word uh, often used is conditioning. Now the organization saying you're going to be working with these young people, they're going to be watching you, they're going to be picking up signals from you. How are you going to conduct yourself? Say, wow. Oh, that's the other bucket. Conduct. How I'm supposed to be. Right? Now, can I is my uh can I be different from my conditioning? Can my conduct be different from my conditioning? Yeah hard the moment i do that i'm putting on a show Mm. and if i'm not conscious of it my conditioning becomes my conduct Mm. right now so what's in between and the space in between where i'm aware of my conditioning Let's say, let's say my invariably, my invariable, direct, immediate response to something when a child does something is to scream and shout.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Why? Okay, I'm not going to answer that question right now, but I've been screamed at and uh, because I was screamed at when I did something, I'm going to scream at this kid. Okay. Now, I think the question is. Is that professional?
0: Mm.
1: And let's park professional aside and say, hey, hold on. This is about now you're presenting your conditioning into your conduct Yeah. without even giving it another thought. So your conditioning has leaked into your conduct
0: Yeah.
1: unknowingly. So if there is such a thing as unknowingly, there must be unknowingly. And that knowingly piece I began to call consciousness. Can I become conscious of my conditioning playing out in my behavior? And that's all I really need to do. So what I'm doing is kind of increasing the gap between who I bring into that space and who I want to present myself as. And let's just call it the pause. I'm I'm going to slow down this process of instant transfer of conditioning to conduct. I'm just going to say, okay, whoa, I noticed this. I'm angry. I'm going to scream, slow it down. Hmm. That's slowing down. I think is the heart of it
0: what about and this this is this is where that self reflection aspect comes in
1: that is self reflection
0: what about the timing or the frequency because more often than not you're making choices or having to take decisions you know within a certain stipulated period when do you say i step back self reflect and present
1: or represent. Okay, so the self-reflection here in this context that you're stating is is really not about the decision that I have to make. The self-reflection is about how who I am is affecting the decision I make. Correct. And how much of myself and my fears and my beliefs and my values are appearing in the decision.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: And that, that's what the self-reflection is. How frequent and, is the question? Theoretically, all the time. Even as I talk to you, when I present a thought, I'm making decisions. Some part of my brain is making decisions about, okay, what do I really want to say out here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I just want to be conscious about, what am I saying? How true is what I am saying to myself? Correct. And then whatever that is emerges.
0: What is that one thing that people, people, managers, again, leaders, should be looking at or should be embracing in order to build thriving teams?
1: Acceptance. God, that came out really fast.
0: (laughs) That came out before I even finished the question.
1: Yeah, and it was in my head. And I'm saying, uh, our biggest struggle is acceptance. Why is there... Okay, I've been doing this team and leadership stuff for a while, right? Right. If you go by the book, in 35 years of working this field, I have not met a team. Yeah, I have not seen a team.
0: What does that mean?
1: Ah, good question. Uh, Do you know what a team is? Give me a few examples.
0: The cricket team, the football team, a political party, a team, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, right. Why can't they be called a group? It's just a bunch of people who came together to do a certain thing and then disbanded. What is this team building thing? The moment you say team building, now you're t- talking corporate world, right? Right. Right. What is a team? A team is a bunch of people who come together for a period of time to deliver a certain product or finish a certain task.
0: Work towards a certain common goal.
1: Right. And then if you go into the theory of it, there's a whole bunch of prerequisites, right? What are they? So uh, there's this theory called the five dysfunctions of a team. I think the bottom most one is trust. Yep. Have you ever met a team that trusts one another? I haven't. Mm. They will trust each other in a context. Yeah. But you change the scenario, take them to the top of a mountain, drop them off with a rope, and where does the trust go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And here's the thing: I I stopped using the word trust years ago because it doesn't exist, and it exists only momentarily. And I don't think trust exists. Mm. The feeling of trust may exist for a period of time. Mm. That period of time is usually a context. And that context is, and my responding with trust on a particular day, in a particular situation, to a specific person or a group of people is dependent on how much I know about other people. Absolutely. So when I say, And for me, the first thing, if you want to build trust, you have to have acceptance.
0: What does achievement mean to you?
1: Okay, I've never answered that question before. So I'm going to create one in my reality today. Yeah. Achievement for me is is a flash moment in my life in which everything comes together and I respond to a situation with what I'm gonna call mastery. Nice. And it's like there can be nothing better on that day in that moment for that person. And and it may be a completely what the world sees as wrong. Yeah. That person, everything came together. To me, that's achievement.
0: I I love how you say in that moment, in that time, in that date. Because then we are not restricting the definition of mastery to X.
1: There is no end goal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Love that. Uh, Thank you for opening this up and sort of unlocking this in the way that you have Vishwas. It has been one of the most insightful and conversational dialogues uh, that I've done in quite some time thank you so much for being on the show
1: thank you
0: thanks for tuning in feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Hubhopper Spotify, GeoSavan, Ghana or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Don't forget to tune in next week again. Voice of Achievers on Epilogue Media.